Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think Jeff had a back spasm. What up, everybody? It's 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia. Rainy, miserable day out there. You are listening to B. Mitch and Finley. It's 10 a.m. all over the place. B and Jeff might fight before 10.05. Jeff don't want this anymore. I made him tap out once. I promise you. I'm making him tap out the next time. New record. I'm going straight for the neck. Um, Never. You want to hear something that's not news that we're going to have to treat as news? What? The whole world knows that the commanders are very, very likely to put the tag on Deron Payne. Uh Uh-huh. But Mike Florio said it this morning. He said there's a 99% chance they're going to put the tag on Deron Payne. And now we all have to react, Brian. Well, I am i don't have to react. I'm going to say this. Mike Florio, JP, said it in uh, October. And then when we got back to December, the whole show said it. Dude, stop copying off us trying to act like you coming out and breaking news. Well, I mean, it's just how national stuff works. I Like, I, I get the game here. Um, we, don't have to, we don't have to respond to it. We already said it. They've heard it a lot. If people want an actual timeline on the tag... They have until the middle of March. I would expect it happens March 10th because tampering period opens March 13th. So that is what? One week, two weeks, three days? I think it happens in about within the next 16 days. Okay. If you recall, I told you the enemy thing would happen before 7 o'clock Friday night. I'm hot. These Also, it's just common sense. You said at 7, but anyway, it's cool. I said before seven. <laughs> but, hey, it's cool, man. I don't care. It's also just if they tag him, it's gonna be a, a, not a good move. It's never been a good move when we tag somebody. But it is what it is, and I don't care if Florio said it, Chef or anybody. It's been said on this show several times. I, I think that's the way they're going, and it seems like that's kind of the only real path they're interested in taking. But see, if that's the only path they're interested in taking, you're telling the guy. We we said it yesterday. I said this guy had texted me and even uh, tweeted me and said, "If Eric has a good season, they're gonna say, well, show me another one. Let me see it again." In other words, they're doing exactly the same thing that Deron. He had an outstanding season, and still they're thinking about tagging him instead of trying to give him a long term deal. Goalpost being moved. People make who they want to be certain level stars, and when there's somebody else doing it, then they ta- they play with you. You know what I'm saying? They don't see him as a guy. 
if you're not trying to get him on a long-term deal, then you're telling him we don't see you as that important. To me, it's, yeah. What do you do, and who knows what shape he'll be in coming off in the injury, but you still have Fedarian Mathis coming back. Yeah. On a rookie contract. Yeah. And he'll have three years left on his standard deal, and I don't know. I um, it's a it's a situation where you know you always say it's best to be in that situation where you have a lot of great talent. And you got to decide between them. But what happens with this salary cap thing? We talk about how much money there is, but when you start doing things like this, and when you tag him, and basically that's eighteen point seven million dollars against cap, basically nineteen, almost nineteen million dollars. Yeah, uh, Jonathan is going to be what eighteen something, nineteen close to it. Yeah, that's thirty six million right there, and two players on your defensive line. Uh you know, there are still people that think that this uh, we're going with Sam Howell thing is them trying to throw a smoke screen where they still may try to go after a quarterback. If you go after a quarterback, boom, swallow up a lot of that money oh, right there and there. So the cap is going to be about 225, mm-hmm. right? It's 224.8888 or something. Yeah. So we're going to call it 225 for our purposes. They're going to cut Carson. That's happening. Okay. So right now, if you look at like kind of their effective space, it's about eight mil. You cut Carson, you're up over thirty. Mm-hmm. Thirty-five. Allen is on the books for twenty-one mil. Is his cap number? Mm-hmm. You're not cutting John Allen, so it's not even worth looking at that. Curtis Samuel, no guaranteed money, thirteen mil on the cap. If you did a post June one, you could clear like eight million bucks. Yeah, but the thing about it, I don't think they're going to do it. I'm just saying. But the question could. you just signed Eric B and me, you you didn't sell Curtis Samuel. Watching Curtis over the last year and the things he's done, I think looking at what they did in Kansas City, he works out terrifically in that type of offense. So if you sold that and then you don't do it, you automatically didn't. I just think that right now, as much money as they can save, if they make the moves they're supposed to make and then they make that one that we're thinking they're going to make, that money could get swallowed up rather quickly. So – I don't think you – I think you keep Curtis. I, I imagine I – mean, I'm not talking Curtis. I'm saying if they were to sign Deron and then when you get rid of – So if you if you tag him and then he signs it, which may be a question, but let's look, for talking sake, let's assume he signs it. Mm-hmm. That's 19 immediately. Gone. So your 34 goes back to 15? Yeah. How about that? On there the fly go. right yeah, there. Yeah, quick. Um, tell him, that's two good night sleeps in a row for me. <laughs> Jeff can't say the same. He goes out every night. Um, so you're back to 15. I, listen, if, if we're looking at this math, and, and you could say we're overdoing it, the combine is next week. All of these deals are going to start happening. I, we are. We're, we're not overdoing it because I'm serious. When I started hearing you talk about it and hearing other people talk about the combine, I was like, damn, already? Bro, the combine the season is in just less ended. than two weeks. <laughs> and it's about to be here. Landville, how many days? The combine is next week. Yeah. All right. By the way, I'm going, so I'll be remote in Indy. Um, you think we didn't know that? <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Rod Rivera speaks in Indianapolis next week. Mm-hmm. Martin Mayhew speaks in Indianapolis next week. Every agent in the world is going to be in Indianapolis trying to make deals. So if you don't think they're looking at stuff, we should all be looking at stuff. Yeah. Samuel, I think they keep. If if you're Ron and you get Eric Bieniemy on the phone 
hey, fly out to D.C., fly into Dulles. We're going to take you out for dinner at D.C. Prime. We're going to do this the right way. What is your sales pitch? I, I, my first sales pitch is we we have – I know we need to work on the offensive line and we intend on doing that. But look at the three receivers we have, all young guys that are outstanding. We have two legitimate running backs. We, Logan has is a year removed now, over a year removed from his surgery, where he should get back to the form he was when we gave him his contract. You know, Bates, we got Bates in here. He can work too. But this offense is ready to take a step. We just gonna we have to address the offensive line. And we, and we think you can develop I, yeah. a young quarterback. And that's the thing about it. like you, you in this day and age, I don't care what style of uh, coach you have, they're concerned about the skill positions, but they also understand I better get some big beefies up front. You know, like docs they get the big ones that smell like bacon. They need to get some of them up front. Because I think they can make it happen. Because when you don't have time, you just don't have time. And if, if your game plan is to get the ball down the field, you're going to have problems. But Eric, I come in with a quicker game, quicker passing game, where based off of what I know from Andy's offense, a lot of the passes are utilized as runs. So if I'm throwing it real quick and getting it to the hands of the playmakers, they don't have to block as long. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Like last year, I was baffled by the fact that we kept trying to Wait on all these deep passes when they can't hold up on the line. I don't think they'll be done. Now, if you can pop them real quick, quick hit them a lot, all of a sudden they hesitate. Now you get time and you can throw it down the field on them. So just, I, I'm with you. Looking at this, <clears throat> Curtis, I think you're keeping, even though contractually it starts to tilt in your advantage. People get caught up in cap space. You know what's more valuable than cap space, Landfill? Good football players. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a reason you pay them X amount because they're good. And this is pro sports. And if they live up to it. And that's what it costs. And if they live up to it, then nobody ever discusses the amount you pay for them. I'm just looking at the highest cap numbers on the team. This one gets interesting. Charles Leno. Mm-hmm. Got a 12 and a half cap hit for next year. No guaranteed money left on that thing. If you just release him, you'd clear about three and a half mil. If you give him a post-June 1 designation, you'd clear about 10 mil. I don't think it's happening, but that's one to kind of keep an eye on. You know? 12 and a half, I mean, you clear 10 million bucks. Yeah, but the thing about it, but in, you that, gotta, in that I situation, got too much that has to change. You have on to be smart enough to understand if I can save, but... Can you save and still get the same production and better? Like I said, you, you yeah. still need good players. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think Leno was probably their best lineman last year. Keep going down the list. Chase Ruye has a $12.4 million cap hit. Mm-hmm. Chase Ruye's missed a ton of time the last two years. Yep. Significant leg injuries. If you give him a, if you release him post-June 1, you clear about 4 mil on your cap. That's not a huge amount of value, mm-hmm. but at, at some point you is might he, have to acknowledge you got to start over. Is he a guy that you go to and you try, try to, to restructure restructure that deal? Because last two years he's gotten paid top dollar, but he hadn't been on the field. So you know we we want to try and work something out here because I would think that as good as he was when he played, when you miss those two years. Value drops some, and other teams won't be just jumping out there for him. 
would have been top dollars. You know, he was really pretty durable his first four years in the league. Mm-hmm. Last two seasons, when the Commanders have played 34 games, he's played 10. Yeah. And and significant injuries, an Achilles and I believe a, a knee last year. Or no, Larson had the Achilles. He just brought, he had the broken leg in, in 21. Um, I think Ruye it would be a prime candidate for a restructure. Keep going down the list. Kendall Fuller. If you give him a post-June 1, and you're not allowed to do everybody post-June 1, so some of this, Kendall's numbers are the same either way. If you did it, you mm-hmm. release him before free agency opens. You clear 5 mil. Cap hits 11-6. Who's playing outside? Even if you draft a corner. Mm-hmm. You want St. Juice out there? He's showing he can handle it. Then you need a slack guy, too. They say if you let Kendall go. Yeah, I I, I think you kind of need Kendall. I, I think it's entirely possible. Yeah, I, yeah you need him on the field. At, at 16, you can draft. I think they're either going to draft a lineman or a corner. Yeah, they need some corners because basically what you have is Kendall. Right, you have Kendall St. and St. Juice. St. Juice has the history now of concussions. That right there Injury. is something you have to be concerned about. Well, and last year it was the ankle, remember? Yep. So, I, I mean, I think St. Juice is a really exciting young player. You love his length, 6'3", 210, long arms. In two seasons now, he's missed 12 games. Mm-hmm. If you're going to lean on your defense – I, I don't think you can. But I think he's really, young I, I think enough. has got to be a part of this. He's young thing. enough and shown that he's good enough to where right now you still are going to make sure you have a guy like St. Juice around. Oh, you're he, definitely he, keeping St. Juice on a got, rookie deal. Yeah, he hadn't gotten to a point where you start worried about that. Kendall, I think, still has – Kendall has so much value that he's he – He's so smart. He can, he's smart. He can play multiple positions for you. He's a guy when you get tired of him at corner, you can move him to safety. Yep. He can help you in the slot. Yeah. He can yeah. do a lot of things. Um, Sweat has an 11-5 cap hit. You're not getting rid of Sweat. That's his fifth-year option. If anything, and I highly doubt this is happening, if anything, if you identify him as a piece of your core going forward, you should be trying to work out a long-term deal there. Yeah. I, I just... Do you, I, I, we I, look, I, I don't I look, think that's happening. I look at it every year, man. We invested so much, so many years in a row in the defense, and it's a great move. But eventually, it becomes an issue. If you don't know how to handle this, the cap stuff, that will become a problem. And what we're looking at right now is close to becoming a problem because you can't keep everybody. Totally. Uh, I mean, that's part of the problem when you go four straight years with a first round defensive line pick is you create a glut at a position. And, I mean, let's be real, most of those picks were the Bruce Allen era, and there just wasn't a long-term vision. It was fly by the seat of your pants, whatever that saying is. There wasn't like, all right, here's the thing. One of the biggest problems with the current structure is head coaches are focused on winning now. They're focused on winning every game this week is life or death. Yeah. I said life or death. Life or death. 
your front office, your GM, that structure should be about building long-term success. Mm-hmm. And those two things at times are going to be at odds with one another. 100% facts. And, and so you've got to – but, I mean, the glut on D-line, the reason they can't pay Payne because they paid Allen, that, that's all – that's that's the uh, Brucey era. You got that out was the when window. you just had to draft everybody from Bama. And... Yeah. So look at the next couple numbers on here. Sweat, you're not touching. Terry just got his deal done. You're not touching that. Chase Young is is making 11 mil because he's a number two overall pick. It, it You're not touching that. Logan Thomas gets to be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Cap hit is 8-6. You could clear a little. You could clear about four, four and a half mil. That could be a restructure maybe. Yep. LT, we love you. We'd like to extend this thing, spread out some of this money. But you're not, at a certain point, you've got to recognize you're not clearing that much cash. No. So, I mean, maybe it's a restructure works there. But the thing of it, though, Jay, no matter they what like you, these young tight ends, no too. matter what you clear, to sign people to deals, and if they want, they get some guarantees. It needs to be able to be fronted. Yeah. Somebody's cutting the check. That may be the situation that affects things until a deal is done with this changing of ownership. You get, yeah, totally. You get to some interesting ones after Logan with some veteran players with no guaranteed money left. And listen, I'm not breaking any news here. NFL players understand that when you are on a second or third contract and there's no guaranteed money on there, that everything is on the table. Logan Thomas, no guaranteed money. Bobby McCain, no guaranteed money. Andrew Norwell, no guaranteed money. Cornelius Lucas, no guaranteed money. Now, I would argue Lucas at a little over four mil, being a swing tackle that can play either side for you, that has value to me. I I wouldn't really be looking to mess with that. Because at some point, again, you need people on the field. So, So, yeah, could you clear... Two and a half mil by releasing Lucas, yes, but who's your swing tackle? You got to rebuild your whole line anyway. At this point, right now, I don't think they need to be trying to clear any offensive alignment until they get some better offensive alignment. Because if he's your best, that's the one guy you want to try and keep. Right. I, I like Big Luke there. Norwell would be interesting, depending what they want to do at guard or or how they rebuild this thing. I don't think he had a great season. He was. A, oh, oh, he was a capable run blocker, but the pass blocking was was difficult. If you give him now, he has a five million dollar cap hit. If you give him a post June one designation, you're going to save about three and a half mil. But you also need people to play, mm-hmm. and, and I think depending on the scope of the rebuild on the O line, you can't just cut everybody. <laughs> you're going to need someone out there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Bobby McCain, good veteran presence on the back end, but they've had a number of young safeties start to show they could play. Oh, yeah. But McCain also has a lot of versatility. He could play slot corner for you. But, I mean, you think about Forrest, Curl, Reeves. They have a lot of guys, I think, Percy who can do. Butler, you got to think there's a plan. They got a, a lot of young guys who do the same thing. probably making less money, way less money. I mean, you know what Percy Butler's cap number is this year? Barely over a million bucks. You know what Derek Forrest's cap number is this year? Barely, Barely over a million bucks. I mean, they they got young How players. McCain? What's McCain's cap number? Five. Some some of this gets. I to may be, be able mad. to get three, four guys and play the same price. Some of this is math. Yep. I, I'm not a math guy. You know who is? I'm a math leap. 
If you're trying to balance your budget, if you're trying to figure out your cap so you can make a big purchase, that's what Martin Mayhew and Ron Rivera have to figure out. Yeah. But if you're trying to figure out your personal cap so you can buy a new house, only one person you should trust, and that is John Leahy. And if you want that end result to be great, you want to reach out to my friend John, just like Justin and Jennifer. They were repeat clients of John's, and Justin was in the military and was prepping to deploy overseas. They had an investment property in Gaithersburg they needed to sell quickly. They needed to be as hands-off as possible throughout the sale so they could focus on getting Justin ready for his deployment. John and his team went to work prepping the home for market and marketing the home to their extensive networks of buyers in waiting. As a result, several offers were secured, and the home sold with almost no contingencies for over the asking price. They appreciated the seamless process and the great end result. We're talking about John Leahy and the Fine Living Group of EXP Realty. Go to johnsellsdmv.com and find your home's value in just seconds. I did that a few times, and I'm telling you, it does not take very long. Plug in the numbers, put in your address, boom, you get your number. You may not be wanting to sell, but you might think about it once you see that price. John offers flexible fees customized to your needs, and he knows that life happens. So if needed, John will let you out of your contract at any time. Not just everybody does that, man. You got to think about all the value ads John is willing to give you. And let's be real. I'm a skeptic. I'm a trained journalist once upon a time. I ask questions. And the biggest question is why? Why would somebody empower you like that? Here's why. John's confident he's going to sell that thing. He's going to sell that thing at a high dollar value, and he's going to sell it fast. He's got more than 10,000 buyers ready to go right now. He could have your home sold before you know it. That's why I would trust John Leahy to sell my home. Call John today, 301-900-3052. Go online to johnsellsdmv.com, or what's even easier, just Google John Leahy Group. And Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Start packing. Be Mitch Finley, 1067 The Fan. Make sure you're following along on social media. You can follow show on Instagram at bmitchandfinley. You can follow Brian on Instagram at bmitch30. You can follow me at J.P. Finley, NBCS. Glenville, I, I wanted you to try to answer a question for me, brother. I believe the first leg of the Champions League has just begun. Is that accurate? Uh, they played yesterday. But there's more games today, right? Yes. Okay, so Liverpool got their ass kicked. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, that the, the knockout stage means there's 16 teams, right? Yes. Okay. I would like us to have a Champions League draft where all four of us get four teams each. Let's be honest. Outside of Liverpool getting their ass kicked, the only person that knows the results from yesterday is you. Mm-hmm. So we're all pretty much fair on this, all pretty much even, because they got a ton more matches. And I think it'd be really fun to do a draft, and we have to guess where each country is. Uh, okay. All right, maybe we'll do that, uh, I don't know, maybe 1045. we got to apparently give away bacon to everyone. Is that accurate? No. Okay, we'll get to the bottom of that. You say Be- bacon for everyone. It says bacon for everyone on the sheet. That's all I'm saying. I want bacon! <laughs> I'm just saying, facts, Brian. Yo, um, I'm a little worried. About what? In our fair city, we basically have three dysfunctional teams and one highly functional team. Varying levels of dysfunction, I suppose. Mm-hmm. What's dysfunctional? The Commanders. Hey. Uh, the Nats, I've never seen a championship-level team torn down as fast as that. Yeah. And the Wiz are kind of doing Wiz things. Mm-hmm. Does that sound fair? Yep. I mean, listen, now the NBA gets like two weeks off uh, because, you know, they don't load manage enough. But should they ever start playing basketball again, the Wiz are firmly in play-in territory. And yeah. they're, they're at 28 and 30. Seven through ten get into the play-in tournament. Right now, the Wiz are the nine seed. And with what seems like, I saw Chris Miller had a tweet that with the team the Wiz like to think they've put together, namely with Beal, Porzingis, and Kuzma Mm -hmm. all on the floor together, they're actually about a 500 team. And this year, I think they're better than 500 when the three of them are on the floor together. Just that they're not on the floor together a lot. What, what I would argue is there was a phase where the commanders thought they were drafting for value all the time, mm-hmm. where they took players that were hurt in college later in the draft because they're like, well, when this guy gets healthy, we got to steal. Yeah. The Wiz have assembled some talent, and when Kuz, Beal, and Porzingis are all healthy, they have a team. They have a team. But you're talking about guys with track records of not always being healthy. Yeah. So it, at some point, you got to look at the whole picture, not just the silver lining of the Not picture. just what makes you think you're doing the right thing. you got to look at the overall thing. Can I tell you something that 
you may find surprising. What's that? If the season ended today, and it doesn't, it's always important to point out that it doesn't. If the season ended today, the Wiz would would be in the play-in tournament, which Mm -hmm. I think guarantees you one game, maybe two. The Caps would be out of the playoffs. Wow. And, dude, it's not tracking well. Well, not tracking well, and I think they went on a stretch and then they stumbled some. Then they, they had that super hot December. Then they had the stuff happen with Ovi and kind of hard when you don't have your star in there. And um, now he'll be on his way back. We'll see if they can get him another uh, big run out of it. B, they, they've lost five in a row. Dude. Yeah. Maybe we can look this up or, or text Wino or something. When's the last time the Caps have lost five in a row? And not, Brian, there's not an overtime loss in there, I, I believe. I believe these are just regulation losses. Mm. Maybe that game Valentine's Day night was an overtime, but I know that the Sharks was regulation. The Panthers, they gave up a touchdown. They missed the extra point. The Hurricanes in Raleigh, I was at that game. They got smoked. Mm. The Red Wings, here's the thing about the Red Wings last night. We, I mean, we had Garnet on the show yesterday. Garnet was like, yeah, we know we got to win this one. Detroit has been bad. Like, when I was a kid, Detroit was awesome. Iserman and Fedorov and everything. Detroit's been bad for a number of years. Uh, apparently, the last time the Caps lost five straight was 2015. Yep. Did they miss the playoffs that year? I'm not sure. Try to pull it up. I got a little. Bet you didn't know I have pro hockey reference tabbed on my computer. 2015, so would that be the 2014? Either way, they made the playoffs both those years. That was when Trotz was coaching. Uh, See, they still have a chance. They, so if if you look at the but the margin totals, for error has gotten a little smaller. Dude, so they now have 62 points, right? With how many games left? It's really asking a lot of math here. Was it 24 yesterday, 23? It's probably 23 now, yeah. So – they have 62 points. The way this thing works is the top three teams in the Atlantic and the top three teams in the Metro make the playoffs, right? So as it stands right now, and these teams have a pretty healthy lead, the Bruins, the Maple Leafs, and the Lightning are in from the Atlantic. The Hurricanes, the Devils, and the Rangers are in from the Metro. And both those top six have a sizable advantage over everybody else. Mm-hmm. So then you got two wild card teams, and the Caps are still right there, but you've got other teams that are surging while the Caps are kind of sinking. Mm-hmm. The Panthers have 64 points. The Red Wings tied them last night with 62 points. The Islanders have 65. The Penguins have 63. Now, the, the Pens, and I love hearing this because I hate the Pittsburgh Penguins, they're slumping nearly as bad as the Caps. They've lost three in a row. B, the Caps are three and seven in their last ten. Not good. Now you heard Savannah in the update. Ovechkin's headed back to the States. They the Caps, <clears throat> excuse me, next game is Thursday night Thursday night at home against the Ducks, who I believe are terrible. I'll, I'll confirm that. Yeah, the Ducks have 41 points on the season. Wow. They're bad. Your age. You gotta win that. Yeah, that is my age. You gotta win that one. I can't imagine if Ovi's flying back, even though Ovi probably flies private, that's still a long-ass flight, man. 
Russia, yeah. Moscow to the U.S. How long is that flight? We think nine hours or something. Oh, and I like to be flying. He probably, if I had to guess, he probably wouldn't play Thursday, but then Saturday, one o'clock against the Rangers. That's a heavy duty game. All of a sudden, he's probably gonna be sleeping the whole way, knowing Ovi. He he probably would want to play. Get just get get his mind off of what he's been dealing with. Yeah, I, I get that for get sure. Get back to what he's accustomed to doing. And I know when my pop died, I I took like a week, and then I went like. Knee deep into work just to try to keep my mind occupied. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, didn't you play a game like two days later? That was my later? brother. That was your brother. My dad was in the offseason, but went right back to work. Right. So he, the Caps <laughs> have to win tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. They got a really bad Ducks team coming to D.C. Got to win that because the Rangers are quite good. Then you've got a four-game road trip, including a West Coast swing. This is, and I was listening, I think um, I think it was John Walton was on with Grant and Danny over the weekend. And I had a similar conversation with, with Smoke and Al down in Raleigh that these next three games, now the next two, because they had mm-hmm. Detroit last night, then Anaheim, and then the Rangers. I believe the trade deadline in hockey is next week. The Caps have a bunch of expiring contracts mm-hmm. that guys that could help contenders I don't think we've seen this in a while, but I, I think it's entirely possible the Caps are sellers at the trade deadline mm-hmm. based on some conversations with people that, that know far more than me. At, that that, uh, that nucleus, that that uh, core is getting a little older. And they're all beat up to hell. And you got Carlson's a major We don't want to think about it, but maybe, just maybe, they, as they move forward, they're going to start thinking about making some tough decisions. I don't think they will, though, because it's all they're all in on the chase for – whether they Gretzky. will or not, it's still you have to think about it and figure out a way. You get Ovi back, who knows? He's yeah. one of the best players on the planet. He can change things quick. Mm-hmm. You see how much they needed him the last couple of games. They just can't get the puck moving thoroughly. Ben Standig, it's Ben's day. We're going to celebrate. Standig joins us at eleven, talking Deron Payne, talking Eric Bieniemy, and maybe, maybe we start looking at the draft. Uh, commanders are in the midst of some coaching changes. This is normal, happens every offseason, but we're going to run through everything that matters. Some ownership news. Ben White joins us later. Pack show, don't go anywhere. It's B. Mitch and Finley. So, I only think it's fair. I mean, we pretty much talk football here. Try to spread it around. We got a UEFA Champions League draft coming up, so make sure you tune in for that. Mm-hmm. But we, we spent a lot of time. I'm making- taking all people that can help me out. Hit me, be Miss Dirty, we inbox spent me. A lot of time talking about the Pro Bowl and kind of how bad it was. I also just figured something out. I, shocker, my brain's running on multiple tracks right now. Landfill, the last time, according to Steve Wino, that the Caps lost five in a row in regulation was January of 2014. Now, January of 2014, tell me if I'm right or wrong here, B. January of 14 would have been the 2013-2014 season, correct? Mm-hmm. They did not make the playoffs that year. That was when Adam Oates got fired. Wow. So keep that in mind, folks. That's a little... All right. Now, 
we made so much fun of the Pro Bowl for so many years that the NFL basically changed the whole concept. Does that sound right, Brian? Yeah. I think think it was a direct result of our program. And it it got worse. I think it kind of got better because they embraced how bad it was and they tried. The catch a crazy pass stuff was stupid, but I kind of like. How about not call it a Pro Bowl? Fine. It was flag football. Yeah. But some of the wacky stuff was entertaining. We kind of skipped over this probably because it was Sunday night and we were all off Monday except Jeff. Did anybody watch the NBA All-Star game? Some of it. Junk. Not at all. It was awful. I but watched. They've never played defense in the All-Star game. But the at NBA least... All-Star game used to be the best of all of them. I, or maybe I, baseball. but They don't play until the last, what, five minutes or so? But ultimately, defense has never been a part of the NBA All-Star game. Hell, defense is not a part of the NBA right now. But ultimately, they still play a game. They entertain you with crazy dunks and all kind of stuff. But football didn't even have a game. Don't tell me they play flag. Nobody plays flag. Well, here's what I can tell you. Jeff. Your numbers probably were huge, Who's the biggest NBA fan of the four of us? Jeff, is it you? Not at all. (laughs) I think it might be me. Nah. Yeah, or one of y'all. I bet. I bet. I say probably B. I watch most. I watch most Wizards games. B watch everybody. I mean, you're a Wizards fan, not an NBA fan. I uh, playoffs. (laughs) I love, but okay, maybe it's you. Did you watch any of the All Star game? Yeah, a little bit. You're one of the few. Landfield. Did you watch any of the All Star game? Not a chance. Correct. Nope. This is per NBA Central on Twitter. Sunday's NBA All-Star Game was the lowest rated and least watched edition of the game ever. Ratings declined 29% and viewership was 27% down from last year's game. They're not comparing that to like MJ or Kobe. They're saying from last year. Mm -hmm. The record low audience places the NBA All-Star Game (laughs) well behind this year's NFL Pro Bowl. That wasn't even a real game. It was flag football. Hey, people love football. This year's declines are the steepest for the game since 2000. You think the Defenders game had more views, viewers? <laughs> so. Dude, I'd love to find out. See if you can track that down. I don't know how you track it down. It's just, I think the NBA, because, like, what was the kid that, uh, uh, Edwards, Edwards, who, who he play with? Anthony Edwards? Anthony Edwards. Yeah. His comment the other day, he said, listen, man, what would he like to change in the NBA? T-Wolves, right? Huh? T-Wolves. He said he wants people to stop. He said all of this not playing. Load management. He said, I want to see more people play more often because the person that has that money may only have money for that one game. He sounds like some of the older players, doesn't he? Yeah. You know, like Michael and those guys. But today, the NBA players today, they all want to get paid the most money ever. But nobody wants to play. Because they claim load man. They can say all they want about load management and all this stuff. Guys in the in the past played all 84 games, 82 games, whatever it is. They played every game. They're still cool. So you mean to tell me you get to rest 15, 20 games a season and you still can't exert a lot of effort in a game? That mean better or not? Well, and and – I was listening to a Bill Simmons podcast over the weekend, like predicting the future. I don't know the NBA's next CBA. I'm not sure when it's coming up. 
But, dude, the, the way the star elite players demand trades, like, with such frequency, mm-hmm. their next co- – because the NBA is, is clearly the second most popular sport behind football. Yeah. And because of the money that pours in there, you're going to have players making $80 million, probably not too far out. They, I mean, Brad Beal is going to make 50. Mm-hmm. So what's that going to look like in three, four years, right? I just, I don't know, man. I, I feel like fans with a dude making $80 million and load management and then demanding trades, I just feel like there's going to be serious pushback. At I a think certain the load point. management is more on the management side than it is on the player side. The, the NBA of all sports leagues seems to be by far the most capitulating league to what players yeah. want. Okay. I mean, like, I think once money started creeping in all the sports is when the when the owners and the coaches and the man, well, man, owners, management, now some coaches are falling into it where since I'm giving you so much money, I don't think I need to push you, which I don't buy. If I'm, spending, if I'm giving you that much money, I need you to play. Well, it's like you kind of see it with baseball, especially how they protect pitchers all the time. Basically, every basketball player gets treated like a star left-handed pitcher. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know. Listen, man. I play sports at a high level, and I feel like this. When I was pushing myself to the highest, I was able to accomplish things I never thought I could. When it got to the point where you, I started to witness around me, like this guy, well, he'll scheme his way out of this practice, scheme his way out of that practice. All of a sudden, they're not lifting weights because, oh, they, got to, they, they, hurt, they sore. I watched those guys drop off from what they were. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we 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 got all these new age doctors that are telling us, well, you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do that. And then we are all watching that the level of the play has dropped off. And people like to tell me all the time about all oh, the players today are way more athletic than the players from back in the day. I don't know about that. Because the players today don't don't play as often. They don't work as much. And and what Michael Jordan did it during games looked like what people do in the slam dunk contest. <laughs> I don't know many people. The slam dunk contest was good, finally. It, yeah. That, that kid came back and, and said, oh, let me show you a little something. I saw a dunk that he did. Uh, I saw on, on, on social media last night a dunk he did. If he had done that dunk on his first dunk, it's over. He did a 360 and slammed it backwards <laughs> with his left hand. If, if he has dunks that I don't think they're ready for. All I know is the NBA's got an all-star game problem. That thing sucked. Mm-hmm. Don't go anywhere. Ben Standig joins us next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.